Coming to you live from the Cowboys headquarters in Frisco, deep in the heart of Texas, it's the Star at Night! Wow, dramatic much? Why are you getting in the way of my intro? You mean our intro? We're your hosts. I'm Kelsey Charles. And I'm David Hellman. Okay, let's just start this show now. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Hello again. It has been a hot minute since we have seen you wonderful people. I can't tell if it feels like it's been a day or a lifetime since we've done this show. Like it's, <laughs> it's been like on. two weeks or something. There's a lot going on. <laughs> what else is new with true. this team? True, true. All right, David. So um, without further ado, I mean, let's go ahead and dive you in. Just catch us up? I kind of do. catch me up. I don't even like, remember it quick all. hits, if you will. I think the thing that has shocked me the most, if I was looking into my offseason crystal ball, I would never have predicted that both coordinators were returning to this Dallas Cowboys team. And you know what? Here we are. I'm going to remember this till the day I die. Just like all of the breath we wasted on Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore not being, oh, what are they going to do? Oh, how are they going to keep them? This is terrible. Their, their coordinators are too good. They're both here. They're both still here. Yeah. What were we doing? I mean, just honestly, let, just let life happen, maybe from time to time, you know, <laughs> sure, sure. I, I do have to say, though, I think the most shocking one for me was Dan Quinn. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, he interviewed for like seven jobs. And oh, by the way, his boss, the owner of the Cowboys, sort of was like, oh, he could coach our team one day. That was pretty shocking. That's the life that I've been living for the last month. Yeah. So I, against all odds, I, Dan, I'm happy you're back. Mike McCarthy said yesterday, Cowboys' best chance to win is with Dan Quinn on the staff. I firmly agree. Uh, Kellen Moore, I think we give Kellen Moore a little bit too hard of a time with the way the season ended. I'm, I'm happy he's fair. back for another go around. All right, so um, this whole entire offensive staff and defensive staff has been retained for the most part. But we do have one new addition, one little bit of a switch up, if you will. Why <laughs> receivers coach? Well, I'm laughing because... So the Cowboys, they've only made one change to their coaching staff. They bring in Robert Prince in exchange for Adam Henry, the only off, the only coach who was out of contract. Then Robert Prince goes and interviews for a coordinator job in his own right. Like the yeah. Saints want to talk to, or excuse me, Robert Quinn, Robert Prince. Yes. So, and that literally happened like two days after his hiring was announced. <laughs> I do, I, I think this is sneaky interesting though. Robert Prince has history with Kellen Moore going back to the Detroit Lions and even the Boise State Broncos. I have a feeling Kellen Moore had some heavy input into filling that role. Assuming he's not off to a Saints job, which I don't think he is, I think that could pay dividends for Kellen Moore. Didn't he also, wasn't he interim head coach at one point? He was the acting head coach for a week yes. with the Lions because everybody had COVID in 2020. So he was head, <laughs> he was the head coach. We're counting that. He was the head coach for like five days. We're 1,000% counting that. Okay, so uh, let's talk defense. Obviously, Dan Quinn, he's staying in the building. And I know one player who is incredibly excited about that, Micah Parsons, got his wish. Well, Micah Parsons also got some hardware this offseason, albeit it was a not a Super Bowl. It. it was not a Super Bowl. Wow, words are hard. Trophy. Um, he was the... First unanimous defensive rookie of the year. I mean, the Butkus Trophy too, but still, like that's 
Are we surprised like at all? Actually, at least all that breath wasn't wasted. Like it, we were right about that. We basically gave Mike a defensive rookie of the year in October. <laughs> we were, I mean, it was, it was anticlimactic, but it's good for him. I mean, the guys racked up damn near every trophy you can expect to get as a rookie, had a case to be defensive player of the year, got some votes for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, TJ Watts, Watts deserving, but like, I don't know. It, it would have been fun to see him win. And it wouldn't honestly have been that surprising, which again, is just a feat in itself. Good for you, Micah. That's, uh, that's some news that's not quite as like daunting to take on over the last two weeks. Like when I heard that, I was just like, yeah, yeah I knew I knew that. Yeah, knew that was going to happen. Of course. All right. So let's stay on the defensive side of the ball here for a minute. Another defensive standout for this Dallas Cowboys team in years past. DeMarcus Ware. Um, he actually did not get the hardware that I'm going to go ahead and say it. He deserved. So first ballot Hall of Fame was the expectation. It didn't happen. Dave, uh, I mean, the list of accolades here speaks for itself. I liked your hypothesis, though, as to why it didn't happen. And I'd love for you to just share it with the world so not everyone just loses their minds. This was a backlog year. It's a tough job for the Hall of Fame committee. They clearly had a few guys. Tony Baselli comes to mind. Leroy Butler, the Packers' safety. There were some guys, Sam Mills, the late, great Sam Mills, who played for the Saints. There were some guys here that they were like, if these guys are going to make the Hall of Fame, this is an opportunity to do it. Otherwise, they might wait for years and years or maybe never get in. DeMarcus Ware is going to get in. And it's not fair to him. DeMarcus Ware deserved to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. 100%. But in the eyes of the committee, I guarantee you they looked at each other and said, Ware will be in. Probably as soon as next year. These guys, it's a little more tenuous. So I think they cleared the backlog. For Cowboy fans, just to ease your frustration, maybe a little bit, Butler getting in is a good thing for Darren Woodson. Very comparable careers. Very Darren Woodson has a better resume if we're being if we're keeping it a buck. I just think clearing him out of the backlog opens the door for maybe Woody to get more consideration than he had been. I think that's a sneaky, cool development. But yeah, DeMarcus Ware is going to be in next year. It's it's annoying that he's not in right now, but I don't think his wait's going to be too long. I liked your logic, so I'm going to go ahead and stick with that because I, too, felt like he should have been first ballot. Um, so while DeMarcus has himself a nice little ring, there's also some people that got one recently as well, and uh, they might just have the blueprint for how to get it all done. We're going to talk about that coming up next. So um, it was a very interesting Super Bowl, to say the least. And I know that you, my friend, based off of all of the memorabilia in front of us, had your preference as to who would have taken home the trophy. And unfortunately, you did not get your way. I didn't. I mean, Odell won. That's fair. Like, I mean, we're NFLSU, baby. Like, we, we got somebody on every team. You got, got so many sons. Big Wit won. <laughs> Odell won. I know Caden threw that shot of Odell in. Just you have more sons than Nick Carter. I didn't know Nick Carter. No, no, had no, a lot Nick. What's his last name? I don't know. Dang it! Cannon. Cannon. Thank you, you producer. You can't even get the. You can't even get the reference right. Fine, I Does don't. Does Nick really Cannon know. have a lot of kids? Yes. Oh. He's oh. like a million. Okay. Well. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Look, I like we got a lot. We got distracted. The main point here, like I just, 
I'm tired of talking about other teams winning the Super Bowl, mm. I'm being honest with you. I know. Well, uh, indeed they did. And I want to talk about how they got it done. So, you know, I, I can't help but think about the fact that they've made a lot of front office transactions. And should other teams go ahead and take note? I mean, they basically mortgaged their future in the attempt of getting a Super Bowl. And, yeah, it worked. So there's a laundry list of guys that they've brought in or at least, you know, sent out the door in terms of first-round picks. Here's the thing. I'm going to be a stickler for a second. I don't think the Rams have mortgaged their future. Really? I think the Rams are operating in a market efficiency that a lot of other teams in the league have been reluctant to embrace. Wow. My point is, what's the future that got mortgaged? Matt Stafford's under contract. Like, they got themselves a quarterback. Sure. Jalen Ramsey's got himself an extension. They gave up valuable picks for those players, but they're going to be with the organization for a long time. And, oh, by the way, they won a Super Bowl. Mm. Everything from here on out is gravy. And to take this another step, what the Rams have done is trade away their big assets for proven production. They're basically saying, we think a guy that's already done it is worth more than the potential of a draft pick for this type of player. Meanwhile, Stafford hadn't already done it. There, he's he's played at a Pro Bowl level. He is a good quarterback. Okay. He was before he got to LA. Just for clarification. He needed the so. talent. No, he hadn't gotten over the hump, if you will. The Rams still make a lot of picks. They picked nine times in last year's draft. They're going to have draft picks this year because of all the guys that they let go last year. So I don't like the idea that they mortgage the future. I think they are at the cutting edge of a trend that says. Maybe we overvalue these draft picks a little more than we should. Mm, okay, so let me ask you this then, follow-up question. Is that strategy worth copying, and do you think the Cowboys should do it? I think it's worth analyzing. Like, I think there's something you can pull from that. Do I think the Cowboys or any other team need to routinely be sending away first-round picks? No. I mean, it's fair to – I mean – it worked out for them, but it's scary the thought of not drafting in the first round from 2020 until 2024. Terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. But can you identify good players that cost a second, a third, maybe a first? Last time the Cowboys traded a first, they got a, buy, a guy by the name of our, Amari Cooper. Hmm. That worked out pretty well, in my opinion. Decent. I think it's worth looking at. You don't, you don't have to go whole hog. You don't got to just cannonball into the deep end and start acting like the Rams. Do I think you could pursue a more aggressive mindset to acquire talent from outside your roster? Oh, yeah, I do. Maybe guys that are like when you said proven, proven recently, not proven way previously, a la Dontari Poe and the likes of yeah. those. Yeah, no, if a guy is, you know, seven years removed from his last Pro Bowl <laughs> appearance, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> It's it's worth looking. I, I bring it up all the time. I've brought it up on other platforms, so I am sorry. But the Cowboys also traded for a guy named Robert Quinn, who has gone on to produce some incredible seasons in the time since they traded him. He had 12 sacks here. He just had like 18 for the Bears after he left here. Mm -hmm. There are ways to acquire talent beyond just using your picks to draft. And I think the Rams have taken that to the extreme. Doesn't mean the Cowboys can't find a middle ground. All right, well, some key learnings to say the least, and uh, maybe just a little food for thought. Just, I, I hate this time of year. I hate this time of year because we just got to talk about what somebody else did. We're just we're just trying to. What did somebody else do? Yes. All right. Or, like what? 
Uh, what about us? All what right, about me? Sure. Well, we are going to talk about us because uh, speaking of acquisitions, this man right here was acquired by the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, there's a lot of talk about if he's going to stay within the building. So uh, let's discuss. Last time you saw our shining faces here at the Star at Night, the offseason felt like a distant speck, like the Death Star, millions of miles away. The Death know. Star? And now, <laughs> I feel like it's already here. That's no moon, it's a space station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're coming up on it. I feel we're like about we don't to want be the Death Star close. Stuck in the tractor beam. That's a good point. Yeah. But we're here anyway. Just the imminent realize, death that, de that Dave's always preaching. My God. The league year starts in less than a month. Are you like, do you realize that? I didn't, but now I do. That's where we're at right now. So in the spirit of the never ending tractor beam, the, the unending pull of the NFL news cycle, I figured we would jump into some of the storylines we've been talking about here, okay. which are going to come to a head before you can even wrap your mind around it. So Play little on. game, little game of fill in the blank. Okay. You teased it on the last segment. Mm -hmm. There's so much speculation about Amari Cooper right now. Yes. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it on you. Okay. Amari Cooper will be blank in 2022. Will he be here? Is what I'm trying to ask you. Yes, I do think Amari Cooper will be here. I think it needs to be a priority for this team. Do I think it's possible that he's not? I do. But I also think it would be short-sighted for them to let him go and let him go so easily. So I'm going to go ahead and speak it into existence. Amari Cooper will be a Dallas Cowboy next year. I'm just going to say it be, like I think any other alternative is stupid. And I use that word purposefully. Correct. I, they're just, they're not better without him. Right. I can't see a way that that happens. So I'm allowing for the possibility that Amari's playing somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a horrific mistake by the Cowboys. So I'm just going to say, yes, he's here. Next one. Top priority in free agency. There's a lot of them. Okay. There's a lot of them. So there just are. fill it in. The Cowboys' top priority in free agency should be. Outside of Amari, I think we're going to have to go with Randy. Our guy, Randy, needs to be on the field next season and wearing a star on his helmet. He's disruptive. He still, in my opinion, has so much upside. Like, we haven't seen everything that Randy Gregory has to offer. I need this man to be a key component on our D-line, especially if we can't end up keeping all the pieces that are on the team this year. So, yeah, he's a priority in my mind. Just imagine Kelsey saying all of that for me, but with a beard, because I completely agree. No need to waste any more words on it. Now the flip side, and I'll start. Okay. Who do you think has played their last game as a Dallas Cowboy? And for me, the answer is unfortunately Dalton. Like it's it's Dalton Schultz. I don't like it either. He's one of our <sighs> earliest friends here on the Star at Night. Yes. We helped him find the good taco joints in yes. Dallas. Yes. But guess what? Love he's his wife. He's going to get a damn sack of tacos from somebody in free agency. I think my man is going to get the bag. Yes. It's not an indictment on how I feel about him as a player. I just think he's got a big payday coming. And I don't think it's here. Yeah, I'm with you, unfortunately, on that. I definitely think the Dalton Schultz is going to find uh, a team elsewhere and solely based on the fact that, listen, he can go get paid, and we are pro player on this show, so get your money, my friend. But he's not the only one that I think might not be returning. Uh, I actually might have to go Connor Williams. I yeah. just feel like, no, you're not wrong you know, that. if you connect the dots, there's a solid chance that, 
he can go elsewhere and quite frankly he can go get paid somewhere else too and I don't really know I'm not an O-line expert. I actually, we should talk to Duke about this one and just kind of see his insight. But I don't think a ton of people would be super, super distraught if he didn't. You are tap dancing around this. Yeah. Cow Cowboy fans, I can hear the smart Alec comments from Cowboy fans. He had a rough season. He did. Especially in a contract year. The penalties alone speak for themselves. I will say this. I think people might be surprised by what Connor Williams can get in free agency. Four years of starting experience. He's played good football in the NFL. I don't really think his future is here either, yeah. but I think he's going to do all right for himself. Wrapping this up. Okay. Happier tunes, happier times. Who is the most likely that you think will be re-signed? Mine is, mine's not super sexy, I'm going to be honest with you, but I think it's realistic. Yeah. That guy right there, mm -hmm. Malik Hooker, came off an Achilles injury last year, got better as the season went along. He was kind of the Cowboys' third safety. Mm -hmm. Just calling my shot here in February and saying, I think he might be a starter on this team in 2022. Interesting. Is that because of a roster rotation? Yes, that's because of other people that might not be back. Okay, well, in light of that, I'm going to go ahead and speak this one to an existence manifesting. I hope so. I want Curse back. I hope you're right you about that. You guys, this. we haven't had value at the safety position in a minute. And I'm not talking about Jeff Heath because we all know that we think he's the guy. Ah. Okay? So we love Jeff Heath, right? Right? But it's very well known that this Dallas Cowboys team really hasn't had much luck in this department in terms of secondary position. So with Curse emerging this past season and the impact that he had, that man was flying around the field, and I want it to stay that way. So please figure it out. I said hooker because I'm a hooker. <laughs> First the death thing, you're out of pocket. Just end the show. I was gonna. I hope Curse is back. That's what I was gonna say. But Kelsey took it to a place it didn't need to go. <laughs> what else is new for the star at night? I guess. Truly, it's the weather. Malik Cooker and Jaron Curse, come on back. Don't listen to her. <laughs> we miss you guys already, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We do appreciate I'm it. Done with you. Are you though? <laughs> we'll Unfortunately, see. not. Can't get rid of us that easily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Start Night.